0: First World Problems is now part of the Punk News Podcast Network, where you can check out other shows like the Punk News Podcast and Wizard's Beard. Visit punknews.org for those shows and many more, as well as all the latest news, new releases, and reviews of all your favorite bands. Check it out. Welcome to episode number 23 of First World Problems, the podcast. We're sitting here on a beautiful afternoon slash evening here in Southern California and with us via remote satellite from <laughs> Doylestown, Pennsylvania. You're in Doylestown, right, Nick? Yep. Doylestown, Pennsylvania, Mr. Nick Beard, who I don't think has been referenced in the previous episode. But I hope not. Yeah, we just talked about how much of a dick you are. <laughs> uh, Nick Beard is the current bass player of a rock band called Circa Survive. As uh, as well, and more famously known as the bassist of Taken. Joey,
1: mm-hmm. who... were you in that band? I've never heard you talk about him before. <laughs> I, I know. Wait, Joey, didn't you rody for Taken before? Oh yeah, I talk about it all the time. I just don't remember you being there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, and for the you actually no, I was going to say Nick, you also did the infamous girl scream on the. <laughs> but you didn't. Was... You didn't do it was... on the recording, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well,
2: I was actually thinking about that the other day for some reason. I don't remember why exactly, but <laughs> well, I was like, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I remember when you couldn't, for whatever reason.
0: Well, I think when we did our reunion shows, you couldn't do that girl scream anymore.
2: I think I think I couldn't do it even at the end.
0: <laughs> you you're, you reached puberty.
2: I think I reached puberty actually right after that recording.
0: Well, for, the, for those that want a treat, you can listen to the first Taken an EP. And at some point, I can't even remember what song it is, do you? It's
2: uh, Drowning in Numbers, I'm okay. pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, the hit single? Come That's, on, guys.
0: <laughs> sorry. Uh, the hit single, Drowning in Numbers, uh, Nick Beard lets out a very uh, blood-curling girl <laughs> scream. So, Wait,
1: can you just add in the scream right here?
0: Ooh, actually, you know what? Yeah, no one needs to buy the record. You'll just listen to it right here. I mean, no, not you doing it right now, Nick. But we'll plug that in.
2: Nick, uh, I was, was going to say I got to warm up first.
1: Uh, uh, uh.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: and then, with me as always, are Mr. I, Scott. Ray,
1: every, I'm going to jump in real quick. Every time you say that, I always think you're going to say, "With me as always is Garth." But,
2: <laughs> I, w- I would like to do that. Wait, what are you? What are you doing right now? Are you pulling up like a sound effects thing or something? <laughs> me? Yeah, I thought when Joey was like, "Oh, can't you just show the screen right now?" I thought you were just going to like hit a button and it was oh. going to have some generic like sound clip. No,
0: I'll I'll insert it in later when I edit this. Nice. I'll, I'll insert the. Uh, you know, I do. We do a lot of post production here. We're professionals. <laughs> All right. Um. Yes, and with me as always is Garth slash Joey Cahill. Hi. And Mr. Scott Arnold. Good day. Good day to you as well, sir. Um. Yeah. So uh, here we are. We are going to talk about our quick hits, like we always do, to start the episode off right, and um, I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out initially. Uh, There is, I never ever watch PBS or public broadcasting um, in general, I just don't, I don't know, I just don't find myself watching it very often, except when they do like Austin City Limits, they do cool live band footage there, but anyways. Uh Ken Burns, the famous documentary maker, uh did a documentary on prohibition. He did it was like a four-part miniseries. Uh I mean it's like it's fucking massive. It's like two hours apiece. So it's like eight full hours of what our country went through when they passed the eighteenth amendment. And it's super interesting because you know, everyone has this perception on how our country was before and during and after, but then this really kind of peels away a lot of the layers uh, of what our country went through, and um, it was uh, it was very compelling and interesting. I don't know if any of you guys even were aware that this existed. You- mm-hmm.
1: Prohibition. I'm familiar with prohibition. There were a I- couple amendments: <laughs> one starting prohibition, then one ending it. What was it? Uh, what,
0: what was the uh, the number of the amendment ending it, Joey?
1: Uh, ending it would be, uh, I believe it was, if it was right after, it would be 19. It was not. Was it? Okay. I just know Amendment 18, so I was <laughs> band? it was somewhere around there. I know. Good what's, jo- favorite, what's your favorite been? Uh, definitely Amendment 18. <laughs> definitely.
0: Oh, that joke will never get old. Um, it was actually the 21st Amendment that repealed Prohibition. And actually, I probably should have checked that before I said that, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> So, I can correct you. Yeah, please, 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 <laughs> Wikipedia it immediately, Scott. Um, but yeah, no, the, the documentary is awesome, and it's uh, it's just really interesting to see how Prohibition got introduced in the first place, and it wasn't by a bunch of people that were straight edge. So,
3: Ray, you're correct. 1933,
0: December 5th. Okay, cool. I did not know the date. Thank you. So, um, yeah, anybody that's interested in the you know kind of Roaring Twenties and all the crazy shit that happened. Then would be very interested in this documentary, so check it out. I'm pr- fairly certain you'd be able to find it pretty easily online because um, all the episodes have aired now. So check it out. Um, Nick Beard, you want to just jump in and ch- sure. throw
2: a quick hit? Yeah, I guess uh, my quick hit's going to be the TV show Workaholics.
1: Ooh, been a popular topic these days. Has
2: that uh <laughs> has that been a quick hit yet?
1: No. Yes.
3: Joe and I were talking about it earlier today. No, we we're weren't. We're yeah, talking. we were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and multiple
0: multiple people have recommended it to me recently as well. You being one of them. You haven't seen thing. it? No, I haven't seen it
2: yet, Nick. My God. Dude. You know what? I, I will suggest though, if you do, just not that not that the storyline you know keeps continuing really, but I think starting at episode one is really important. Just for there's I don't know. Like a couple other people that tried to get into it, they didn't start at the first episode and they just were like, this is really stupid.
1: See, I didn't start at the, I completely missed the first season, which I've heard is better than this current season, but uh, yeah, uh, probably, but I've just, so I've randomly just seen, you know, the newer episodes and right. I mean, I'm going to go back and start from the beginning, but I, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's great.
0: I'm very interested in checking it out. I mean, it, I get the sense it's just kind of a bunch of random shit thrown together.
2: Uh, pretty much, but it's clever though. It's you right. know kind of like South Park, where it all kind of concludes on a something. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean it, it, it's yeah. Whatever. Does it, I mean,
0: does it does it have like a sketch comedy feel?
1: No. Okay. No. There's like a story throughout, like a, an ongoing story throughout each episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's there's a, there's a narrative. It's not in living color.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a narrative, it's, but it, it's funny. it's all
2: really it's all really silly and random, but like you know, cohesive.
0: Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Nick. We appreciate the quick hit on the mm. workaholics, and maybe Comedy Central will step up and finally sponsor us.
1: <laughs> Seriously,
0: what uh, what do you got for the uh, the podcasting world, Joey?
1: Um, again, I don't think I've ever done this as a quick hit, but Ray, you're usually there to remind me or let me know that I haven't. Um, I would like to recommend a candy um, that has might have surpassed Mike and Ike's as my favorite candy. Whoa! Yeah. It could just be a current obsession, but it, I don't know. It's been going on for a while now, um, and that is a new candy called Hot Tamales. Um,
0: <laughs> You've never done this, Joey. But... Okay,
1: I didn't think so, but I always second guess myself. But I have been on the biggest Hot Tamales kick. Scott can probably attest to this, um, seeing the empty boxes thrown around the house. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh God damn it are they good. Like sometimes there's one that are like really hot, sometimes there are ones that aren't that hot. If you uh, I just, You never know. Hot tamales, man. That the Just Born family. Um, you know, Mike and Ike's hot tamales, Jolly Joes. They're doing something right over there. Good for them.
0: They you but you've always eaten Like hot tamales have been a part of your repertoire for quite some time, right? They
1: have, but they've always played, you know, second fiddle to Mike and I. (laughs) And Scott just fell out of his chair. Um, (laughs) And as of, you know, probably about a month or so ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get some hot tamales this time. And I haven't looked back. Wow. You know, I'll go go to CVS or Target and I'll buy three boxes at a time because I don't know when I'm going to get to CVS or Target again.
0: It it could I, it could
1: be another two days before you go to one of those places. What am I gonna do, Ray? <laughs> I All think f- uh, hot tamales
2: is probably my favorite uh, of the uh, like, like. I don't know what you'd categorize that squ- squishy, chewy candy.
1: <laughs> I've got there's. I throw them in like there's the fruity candies and the chocolate candies. Right. Yeah. As far as the fruity, I, I mean, it's It's not it's really a, fruity, but it's not fruity, but it's not chocolatey. So they're kind of in. A, they're just. A, sure. They're in a category of their own. It's my fa- it's my favorite of those. I would say though, doesn't yeah.
0: doesn't Jolly Rancher make a chewy ish candy too?
1: Everyone have yeah, a chewy safe. bandwagon, and no one will ever top Mike and Ike's or Hot Molly.
0: I think you know what I think. I would really be interested if you. I started a
1: candy podcast. Done.
0: <laughs> oh I, well, on that, like if you track down somebody, like if you track down the marketing person for Just Born, and we had them on as a guest, that would be
1: awesome. Give me five minutes.
3: Okay.
1: See you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I I will work on that. Yeah, I would would
0: love that. That would be a very fun episode, I think. Do you think think
1: we can get free candy from it? Possibly. Okay, I'm going to work on it for real now. All right, good. So Hot Tamales, check them out at your local grocery store (laughs) or liquor store or Target.
0: Or movie theater. Yes. For $10.
1: They have movie theaters?
0: Yeah, I've seen them.
1: I'm doing it wrong.
3: It's okay.
1: So, did you ever get sick of them? No. All right. They're delicious. <laughs> Why do you get
3: sick? Of them? I don't know. I get really into candy corn, and then after like
1: oh, oh, oh. whoa, whoa.
3: Sorry, I just threw up a little. In my Scott,
1: mouth. Scott, that's because you get a, an entire bag, like a three-pound bag of candy corn, and eat it all in a day. I'll Who have knows? a box. I'll have a box of Mike and Ike's that'll last me. You know. Three or four days, because I just take a couple, you know, a handful at a time. A couple See, of hits. A few hits. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounded like you were gonna say.
0: Yeah, I just take, I just crunch up a little and snuff it, and it's fine. It's fine. It's snuff totally fine. It.
1: Yeah, how do you snuff? What I snuff it like? Put it in my lip. Yeah. <laughs> just how, absorb the juices.
0: However, you uh, can introduce it to your system the quickest, Joey.
2: <laughs> my quick hit was gonna be that tobacco stuff, sniz or whatever it's called. <laughs> um,
0: Wait, wait, wait! I'm not familiar with sniz. What is? Isn't it, it snus? S-
2: a snus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Sniz. That's close. <laughs> uh, Scott, do you have a uh, candy or something else to recommend?
3: Come back to me. Go ahead.
1: Well, we're we're all do- well, done. Yeah, we're I'll all done. About, I'll talk about something else real quick. Okay. Um, went to Target the other day, uh, a couple days after Halloween, and as you know, they have amazing Halloween sales afterwards. I got. More costumes for my dogs <laughs> at, at 90% off.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Got, it's a fire I got,
0: sale.
1: I got Emma a cow costume that cost $1.40. <laughs> it was so cool.
0: They should just give it away.
1: Seriously. Yeah. We, got, we got them Halloween shirts that cost $0.69. Cents. It was awesome.
0: There you go. Now oh, there you- let
1: me talk about not a quick hit while well, Scott's thinking. So my favorite time of year – Well, Christmas, I enjoy the holiday season for one reason and one reason only, and that's mint M&M's. And it's usually about this time that they come out, but Target didn't have any. Instead, they had a shitload of cinnamon M&M's. What the fuck is that?
0: But I don't understand what a cinnamon M&M is.
1: You know what, Ray? Neither do I. And I bought some because I was curious and I've yet to try them. But if I don't get mint M&M's this holiday season, shut up, Scott. There's going to be hell to pay.
0: That – no – This is clearly a first world problem, so I I really appreciate you bringing that up.
1: Seriously. They even had a section for them, but they were just filled with cinnamon M&Ms.
0: Maybe they're discontinued. Maybe a kid choked on them.
1: Well, wouldn't they choke on other M&Ms? They're the same size, Ray.
0: That's the joke, Joey.
1: (laughs) I don't find it very funny because this is a serious issue for me. I'm sorry. Joey,
3: are you you a fan of peanut butter M&Ms?
1: Yeah, but you can get those year-round. Mint are only around over the holiday season. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's like, like Cranberry Splash Sierra Mist.
0: And just but, like the, the Starbucks drinks.
1: I heard Great. you can order all the Starbucks drinks whenever you want, but it's just not on the menu.
3: Ooh. That no, that's cool. not true. I used to work that.
1: Not true. Because
3: the peppermint, um, whatever, the syrup isn't available year-round. Uh, it's a big deal when that comes in.
0: There, there we go. A lot of a barista behind-the-scenes knowledge there.
3: Yeah, that that was circa 2005,
0: so I don't know if it's still true. Times have changed.
1: Yeah. So, Scott, I, Scott, I've stalled enough. Are you ready? I know. Good job, Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, I am ready. I have a book. Scott, are you yelling because Ike just perked up?
3: <laughs> no, I had to get the book because I don't know the title. Okay. It's, uh, it's but, called Steve Jobs.
1: Nope. <laughs> the book is called
3: The Defense of the Realm, The authori- the author- The Authorized History of MI5. Um, so this book is about the British version of the CIA, and it's the like complete history from the formation all the way through the Cold War, and it's awesome. And it's like real life James Bond stuff.
0: And check now, it out. And now you're going to be a spy after that.
3: Well, I went through when I watched all the 24 shows. I got really into becoming a spy, so I feel like I'm halfway there. And with this, my knowledge will be complete.
0: I can't wait. Okay. What's what you're obviously gonna have to change your name. What will your spy name be? The bat. Okay. I back
3: that. Okay. The bat. The bat. Mm. He
0: does. He does have kind of big ears. Isn't that what you're referencing?
3: I don't know. What or you,
0: or, or or you're just gonna be like the listener. You're gonna be the guy that bugs all the rooms and sits across.
3: Yeah, I'll be like the, the boy with the dragon tattoo.
0: I, I can't wait for you to shave your head and look really weird. Yes. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up our lively quick hit section. Um, now i will kind of talk about uh, music and TV and movies and stuff that we've all uh, watched recently, or some of us have watched recently. Um, Nick, I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and throw you under the bus right, immediately. Has uh-huh. there, has there been anything uh, you've enjoyed recently from the uh, the musical perspective, as it were? Uh- to be honest, I know you're not much of a new music <laughs> guy. I understand that, and I, I.
2: No, I I really haven't listened to anything.
0: What about yes. like you know some of the, because obviously Circus Survive is a heavy touring act. Like what, uh, right? You know, the past maybe well, year, like what bands have you taken out that you've been like that you maybe have never listened to before, but you saw them and you're like, holy shit, they're really good.
2: Um, I mean, uh, we were just out with Maps Analysis who I'd always heard a shit ton about. Um, never really listened to them. and They're fucking awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, before, before that, we were out with Foxy Shazam. Oh, and, you guys uh, toured with them? Yeah, yeah. We did a little kind of East Coast sea market thing.
0: They're pretty, they're pretty sexy. <laughs> I,
1: I have uh, friends that are obsessed with that band. There, I mean, like, have any of you guys seen them play before? That's I've just heard their live show is unbelievable.
0: I've seen, I mean, the last I saw them. Well, I think Makoto played with them at Chain Reaction, and that was oh, really? that was years ago. So. Oh, okay,
2: but, but I mean, the singer—it's probably a different kind of thing. I mean, I, I'm sure he's always been insane. Like, I, it's not—it's not like they do anything like, you know, the like like uh, totally crazy uh, production or anything. It's just the singers like literally. Eat cigarettes. Insane person. Yeah, he just does like really weird, like you know, kind of like he does a lot of things that are like awkward, but but it's funny. Like it, it's it's really weird. I can't really describe it unless you just see it or experience it.
0: Yeah, he was he was doing weird stuff when I saw him at Chain Reaction. Just you know, dancing with people who clearly didn't want to be danced with and. <laughs> It, making people feel awkward, but in a way that, like, doesn't embarrass them.
2: Yeah. Like, he, he, he starts stories between every song. And every day, it's like, you know, you, you'd think he would have to, like, rehash a bunch of stuff. Um, just because, he, he, you know, literally half the show is him telling stories and acting and stuff. And uh, he's just always, like, witty and just, like, coming up with shit on the spot. It's crazy.
0: Nice.
2: Can I say shit on this? Is this like oh, PG, PG? No, thing? this is
0: explicit. We usually, we usually <laughs> talk about full ter- full penetration pornography when we get to Scott's
1: part. Yeah, <laughs> that's his quick hit. S- S- Scott gets a little racy sometimes, where we actually do have to censor Scott, but that's just because he's he's an animal,
0: right? And we can't, <laughs> and we really don't want to go like you know have people that are like sexually perverted start downloading our podcast because you know that's to a, hear
1: Scott talk about buttholes, right? <laughs> are you are you guys all in one room right now? We're not. Scott's okay. in the room next to me. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they're echoing with one another. Um, well, cool. Well, that's uh, I understand you're not much of a new music consumer, Nick, so I appreciate you uh, delving into your brain for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Joey, what did uh, What'd you have so, on your, your agenda, as it were?
1: Uh, two records. Okay. Uh, the first being Trapped Under Ice, Big Kiss Goodnight." Out on Good Fight and Reaper, um, and it's great. I am very impressed with this record. Uh, I feel like they took like the Trapped and Dry sound and just improved on it and made it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming with the help of of Chad from Newfound Glory producing, made it more not listenable, but just or pop poppy. I guess there's po- there's parts you can tell that are like a little more pop influenced to a, I,
0: yeah it's, I don't it's, know how to
1: describe it but like you can just tell that there there's like more melody and like they do weirder things like you know there's like a weird singing part which is probably my favorite part on the record and I wish they would do it more um, but I don't it's I didn't think I would like it as much as I did I thought I would just you know it'd be a cool record but like I keep going back to this record I genuinely really love it um, yeah.
0: It's yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool record. I mean, I I don't find myself listening to it a ton, but when I first got it, it was like, like, I was proud of the band, as cheesy as that sounds, because it's so easy to be a hardcore band and basically just play that for the rest of your life and put out two full lengths and break up. Um, But you can tell that they're trying to be something a little bit different than everything that's average out there.
1: Yeah, and that's what I like. I think their next record will be even weirder and even cooler. Yeah. If they if they keep going in this direction, and not saying it doesn't sound like trapped under ice, like it sounds like trapped under ice. But it sounds like, like a, not they I mean they're a hardcore band, but it doesn't sound like a, they sound like a real band instead of just kids making... I mean that sounds like an asshole thing, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like
0: they're not seventeen year old kids trying to write the no, like, sickest mosh parts.
1: Yeah, like they write songs and you know are trying to you know expand past hardcore kids and get more people to listen to their band.
0: They're basically not trying to be like Circus Survive and running the heaviest mosh parts. Yeah. I don't know how
1: you guys do it song after song.
0: I mean, metal Circus Survive is basically just a softer version of a metalcore giant.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: What Nick, what? Cuz obviously since you guys have done your fair share amount of, you know, headlining uh tours like and obviously every agent submits like 4000 bands that right. you know what like i'm sure you guys have seen bands come across and not so much where you're like you look at the band and you're like oh that band's fucking terrible we'd never take them out but what's been right. the, what's been the band that you've seen on the list where you're just like there's no way we could ever tour with them that's so weird
2: yeah oh my god there was definitely one that i cannot remember right now <laughs> but i remember we were all just like what was it like, do you find your, do you
0: find people submitting like metal bands to go out with you guys where it's like, do you even know what we sound like?
2: Um, I, I haven't really seen the submissions in a, in In the past few tours. Um, but I, I remember the last one I looked at it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was all across the board. It was, there was all kinds of shit on there. Yeah. But, uh, Fuck, I can't remember that one.
0: <laughs> has and has there has there ever been a band that's like you personally or whether it's you personally or whether the band collectively have been like they're like maybe not even so much like they're actually bigger than we are at Circus Revive, but they're like right. what? there's no way like we wouldn't do that out of just like sheer respect. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I think the band I'm trying to think of is that scenario. <laughs> I I'm literally can't even like it was probably to... it, was, it
0: was probably Muse. It's okay. You can say it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. It, yeah, it was Muse. <laughs> it's uh. a band. Yeah. <laughs> Madonna.
1: Cool. Yeah. Madonna? That would be a good tour.
2: <laughs> that would be a good tour.
0: Yeah, I just always find that funny because I know, like, whatever, even bands I've worked with at the record label where it's like, you know, I've been a part of, like, trying to help them pick bands. And it's like, sometimes right. you see bands on a list where it's just like, dude, like, why are it's you... just the
2: uh, it's just the booking agents just blasting out totally. all their their whole roster to every submission possible. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Um, cool. I want to talk about one more record. Of course, quick. no, that's fine. And uh, this record was shown to me by a friend, um, or is Andy? I think he well, he works at prosthetic, but uh, yes. I know um, the band Junius. I think that's how you say it. And the rec- record is "Reports from the Threshold of Death." Um, Ray, have you listened to this? No,
0: I, I haven't because it's not on Spotify. <laughs>
1: uh, um, I I think you might genuinely like it. When what I hear when I listen to it is, it kind of reminds me of Coma. Oh uh, yeah, I back not, it to be not as like heavy at, at parts. A, um, but then like the vocals kind of remind me, as weird as it sounds, as uh, Coldplay. And Muse kinda combined. Okay. I don't know. It's 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 different. Um but it's really cool. I've heard
0: to... I've heard very, very positive things about the yeah. record, and honestly, I've been meaning to check it out, but I I'm not even kidding when I say that it hasn't been it's not on Spotify because Prosthetic Records is off Spotify. So that's Well why Ray, I...
1: there's a crazy thing called iTunes and or record stores. Whoa, whoa. Um, I, know, I know that you used to work at a record store and you've turned your back on them and any sort of um you know even a digital thing that would help make money for people but you just listen to things for free oh um like yeah. spotify
3: yeah. furthermore ray there are these places on the internet where you can acquire music
0: you i um, i have no idea what you guys are talking about yeah, i, I mean,
1: wasn't trying to go there scott cuz <laughs> that is illegal
3: no 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 licenses are everywhere you just yeah. <laughs> licenses are everywhere
1: Ah, <laughs> um, but yeah, Ray. I think I'd like to hear what you think of it uh, once it, you ever get around to listening to no, it. No,
0: I, I will. I, I will make an effort to download it, and I will give an update on the future iTunes. show. Yes, I will.
1: Um, cool. Sweet.
0: Um, and I, I would prefer Scott to not play drums. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Scott. Yeah. Do you, do you need to be reminded of what you're listening to this time?
0: No. What yeah? What do you what do you got for uh, for our listeners
3: or forty five and
0: older listeners?
3: Um, I would like everyone to revisit a the perfect live record, and it's by my friend Leonard Leonard Cohen, um, live in the Isle of Wight in nineteen seventy. Um, there are seventeen wonderful Leonard Cohen records, but this one captures him at a very special time in his life. So and in the world.
0: Was he, was, is this is when he was on heroin or off heroin?
3: Uh, you're confusing artists, right? I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm insulted.
0: No, I know. He, he wasn't, he wasn't a notorious drug user. I'm just playing with you.
3: Absolutely not.
0: Were you, and you were introduced to Leonard Cohen through your father, correct?
3: Big fan. Shout out to Phil Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll be listening, but. <laughs>
0: uh, well, you should probably play this for him because he'd probably get a big kick out of it.
3: Maybe. But yeah, it's awesome. This is, Check it out. That, that's
0: actually a good question that I, I want to pose to everybody. What name, since all of us were raised by parents, <laughs> what what one artist like stands out in your mind that your parents kind of got you into, whether it was like indirectly or directly, whether they were like, all right, you should listen to this because I think this music is awesome. So we know, we know Scott's. Nick, did uh, Dave or Wanda Beard uh, have any part in that?
2: Uh, my parents weren't really, like, super big on music, um, so the closest thing I could think of is, like, going to school every day and my mom listening to the, uh, Young Guns 2 soundtrack every every single day.
0: (laughs) Dude, that's huge. (laughs) Uh,
2: but I don't really like Bon Jovi, so I don't know if that worked. But that, that shit was good at the time, though. No, I, I thought it was really good at the time. I mean, they there are good songs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you thought you were a badass listening to it too, right? I did. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Joey? Did your uh, uh, parents introduce you to uh, anything that you stuck stuck with you, or maybe didn't stick with you, like Nick?
1: No, <laughs> nothing. Like I don't even remember them listening to music at all. <laughs> really? I think yeah, I, just I think that's of, the same I think as me. I just kind of found it on my own. And yeah, I honestly can't think of one band. My mom really likes Guns N' Roses, which is weird, but that's a recent thing. It's like they're, in, they're like a new band.
2: <laughs> Chinese <laughs> democracy. I know. <laughs> She's like, Have you heard of that record, Chinese
3: democracy? Uh,
1: I was in her car a few years ago and she had Guns N' Roses' greatest hits, and I was like, What is this? She's like, I love this record. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you in, like, when you took away my Guns N' Roses tape? <laughs>
0: pretty good well uh, hey as long as she if she gets into it now it's even cooler
1: yeah my,
3: my dad has like three or four bands maybe that he just rotates and each one will get probably a three to four month window where it's where he just listens to that and he goes out and buys all the crazy box sets and it, it's
0: kind of cool I, I really i i do not wonder where you get your habits at all scott you and your dad are so similar as far as what you guys do
3: I, I disagree, but okay.
0: Well in your habits, you guys get obsessed with stuff and then you, you go for it. I do not. Yeah, okay, Scott, don't disagree with me. Uh I remember my mom listening to the monkeys. She and I still like the monkeys. And I, I thought I didn't know that they were a fake band, and then like once I actually found out that they were like put together like a boy band, I was like, Oh man, that's a bummer. <laughs> but I was I was into that and I watched the television show. And then my mom also got me into Bob Dylan, which was obviously cool. So but I mean she wasn't a big music person, but she definitely listened to it. Like like Nick said, like in the car when she'd be driving around, it'd be something that she would listen to as opposed to like, you know, giving a record to me or anything like that. Um Okay, cool. Leonard Cohen, Scott. Everyone should check out the live record. Um do you have anything else, Scott?
1: Um, Joy, please remind me. Girls or Metro Girls...
3: Girls is a... This is their second record on True Panther Sounds. Um, It's awesome. Check it out. They
0: have, they, to... they have billboards up all over Silver Lake for their record.
1: Yeah. Scott, I've never heard this band. What do they sound like?
3: Um, a little folky, a little, uh, yeah,
0: they have a little, they have a little rock in them. They're not a little bit. I mean, they're not like fleet foxes folk.
3: No. Uh, the coolest part is that the singer was raised in a cult and, um, I've heard him talk about that.
1: Pretty cool. Sorry. Not very descriptive. As usual, Scott, wouldn't have it any other way from you.
0: <laughs> we are professional journalists.
1: We are, it's true, we are journalists. <laughs> I, think that should, I
0: think that should be, if we ever make t shirts, that should be on the back of it.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Um, cool. Uh, I have two records to talk about. Um, one is from a band called Whir, WHIRR, um, and they have a seven inch and a full length. They're both impossible to find, which I'm sorry, but you can find them uh, online just by Googling the band's name and you'll be able to trip on it. Uh, it's one of the guys from this band called Death Heaven that's on Death Wish. Um, he, he actually doesn't tour with the band anymore and now he's just focusing on this. But basically, it's the best shoegaze-type stuff that's around right now, um, in my opinion. I mean, this, this thing, like, from the first listen... Uh, when I got the seven-inch, it was like holy fuck! Like they sat basically, they sound like My Bloody Valentine at its best, um, and they're all like eighteen to twenty years old. Um, it, I always put myself back to you know when I was that age. Like I, I just would it would never occur to me to play music like this, um, and then obviously it's like kids do that, and so it just it blows my mind that people are this young and are able to put this layered, textured. Sounds together when it's just like you know, when you're 15 to 16 years old, you're obviously just figuring out how to play guitar, <laughs> and so these, these kids are doing something pretty, right. pretty Pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: this band was called Whirl at one point, correct?
0: Uh, I'm not 100% sure about that, I believe, but they, they, I
1: believe they were it if they were called Whirl or if I don't remember, yeah. But they, they're at one point they were either called Whirl or they're now called Whirl.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, the seven inch they just released was on TP Records, and it's W H I R R. So they probably I think they used to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so their their seven inch is called June, and uh, their full length is called Distressor. So you can Google that. Uh, Distressor is not. It was only on vinyl, but you can find download links for it um, legally, of course, uh, online. And when I say legally, I put that in air quotes. And then. The other record is from a band called Piano's Become the Teeth. The record is called The Lack Long After. Um, they're currently on tour with uh, a previous guest on the program, Touché Amore. Um, and they just released this record about two weeks ago or a week ago. <clears throat> and um, it falls along the same lines as you know the whole quote-unquote screamo revival with bands like Lotus View, Touché Amore. That type of stuff. Um, They have a little more bleaker uh, sonic structure where it's like they really concentrate on uh, a lot of the depressing facts of life. This whole record was written about, I think, one of the, either the guitarists or the vocalists, um, one of his parents passing away, and they actually have a voicemail at the end of the record playing um, a, a voicemail from his mother, telling him that i think it was his father that passed away um i mean that this story is obviously very hazy but basically saying that he will always love you that type of stuff um so it's pretty i mean it's very emotionally heavy but the record is unbelievable it blew my mind it actually reminds me of stuff that you would see easily in the late 90s early 2000s where it's like you know bands were Touring more regularly and becoming really good at what they were doing, um, and actually playing in front of more than like ten people. Um, so yeah, this record's amazing. Have you listened to it, Joey? I love it. Yeah, it's and, uh, unbelievable.
1: Uh, this was pointed out to me by Jeremy. Um, we were listening to it in his car one day, and he said he was like, "Forever, I was trying to figure out who his voice because his voice is a little bit different on this record." Yeah. He's like, "I'm trying to. I was trying to figure out who it sounds like, and it finally hit me." Um, and it got really quiet. Is everyone there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, he uh, he said it reminded him of the the Bert's vocals on the first used record. <laughs> okay. At times, okay. And so after you know Jeremy having the used record on his iPod as well, we listened to it afterwards, and he's kind of right.
3: Okay. If you go back
1: and listen to but it, and and that's a in a good way because that first used records actually kind of cool but uh, um yeah um but I love this record
0: yeah and nick just to <clears throat> even further reference it this is totally a band that taken would have toured with like right it's just i don't know it just has that sound where it's like you know whatever we show you know we show up at a local venue and then like a random local band plays that's amazing like that's that's what this band is where it's like oh wow holy shit where these dudes come from
2: huh. <clears throat>
1: Like cleanse the earth,
0: you <laughs> <laughs> cleanse the earth. The White Power band that oh played with in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah.
2: We talked about that too the other day, me and Brennan. <laughs> so good. That's, I think we lost. That, I think we lost Scott. He's think on. That's what all that noise was. I
0: think he's on mute.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. Oh. he professional uh-oh. professional podcasting one one. That,
1: that uh, <laughs> that day in New Hampshire. Is the reason why I apologize to our New Hampshire listeners. Uh, New Hampshire is my least favorite state because of <laughs> everything that happened in that day. It was a
0: very interesting day.
1: But wait a minute, what else happened? I mean, well, what else? That, Did other bad stuff happen? Well, that was the night after the guy we were sleeping in the van in Massachusetts. And oh right, the, the drug- hold up thing. Yeah.
0: That, that, that in the that van, redcore dude's house or whatever. Right in the van. It was me, you, and Juan in the van, right, Joey?
1: Uh, wasn't Chad with us or was he in the Troy? Troy yeah. was in there. Yeah,
0: I can't remember. I yeah. Oh, I don't know if Juan was in there. Whatever. You but, should. Well, someone, it someone Chad. should tell the someone should tell the story though, because it's pretty good.
1: Well, that that whole night was just crazy. Um, we stayed at. I don't remember what part of Massachusetts it was in. I don't remember anything Lynn, about it. Lynn, yep. Okay. We are in Lynn, Massachusetts. Uh, I remember Chad and I, this is the beginning of the story, went to, we all went to the grocery store and bought a pizza, and we got home, and he's like, oh, my oven doesn't work. So we tried to cook it in his microwave, and it sucked. So he had a huge dog that humped everything. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. that's why we, I think why we all slept in the van is because this dog just humped everything. Yeah. Um, he was and-
2: trying to kill Colin the whole time. <laughs> and uh, I remember, dude, bro, was just like, "Yeah, man, you just got to be the alpha
1: male." The dog was like eighty pounds. Uh, yeah. So, some of us go to sleep in the van, and then other people, I think, went to go sleep in the this day forward van. And we're all, you know, all starting to to fall asleep, and a large drunk person, if my memory serves me correctly, came and just started banging on the windows. And saying things like "I know you have drums in there," like "I've got a nine, which I was—I assume he's was referring to his gun. Uh, uh. Pretty much, let, let me in, and then just kind of stumbled off. Or I don't know if there was more to it, Ray, that you remember.
0: No, I just remember us immediately being like, "We need to call nine
1: one one. This dude's gonna come back and shoot us."
0: <laughs> I've and I've never—I've definitely never been more wanting to get the hell out of a place like usually you know whatever you stay at a person's place it kind of sucks you're like whatever we'll deal with like it like the
1: time you sleep on a wet mattress with condoms on the ground like you know
0: <laughs> and then yeah you end up breaking his uh his fucking
1: the, that the stupid st- hat
0: stu- yeah whatever anyways um <laughs> yeah but I definitely remember being like okay guys like yeah we should get out of here like
2: immediately <laughs> We did, right?
1: Oh yeah. And we were like we were like, all right, we're gonna go get a hotel. We're gonna drive to New Hampshire and get a hotel. <laughs> so we we get the hotel and for some reason Ray and I woke up early and everyone was still sleeping and we were like, Well let's go find the venue, see what's around here and we we're driving and just seeing like a big piece of like particle board with CFC, which was the venue, spray painted <laughs> on it. We're like, Well, this is this is it. I can't believe you remember the name of the venue.
2: Chem Free Club.
1: Oh yeah. So we park and we walk up the venue just kind of looking in and there's a kid like he was like taping flyers or something in the window and he's like oh what's up guys like you know can I help you with anything and we're like oh you know we're, we're playing here tonight just kind of wanted to check out the venue and he's like oh cool he's like you think you guys can bring some of your friends I'm like "Oh, well, <laughs> we're from California he's like oh. Isn't okay. that
0: isn't that your job?
1: Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the promoter right? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: That, and that's and that is the difference between touring now versus touring then, where people the word promoter meant a little different.
1: Yeah, like there was then. no there was no Twitter <laughs> to say hey we're in New Hampshire come to this show or yeah. Facebook or Friendster or MySpace, <laughs> or MySpace. cell phones. <laughs> uh, I think we had a couple. Cell I didn't phones.
2: have a cell phone. Yeah,
1: I did. I think I did have a cell phone, but it wasn't like. You it was did, like you
2: like, can't it was, use it because it's like $5,000 yeah, a weren't
0: second.
1: Smart, there weren't smartphones.
0: No. My, uh, all, it was all maps and MapQuest.
1: Um, and so, you know, the night comes, we get to the venue and we're loading in and they're stamping people in the bands, like their hands, and they come to me and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm the roadie. They're like, all right, 10 bucks." Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm with the band. Like, yeah, yeah, are you in the band? I was like, no, but I'm on tour from California. Like, okay, 10 bucks. And. <laughs> I have a slight – I wouldn't say an anger problem, but – Short fuse. <laughs> Short fuse. So I was getting very heated, and it just came – She was like, only girlfriends of the band and band members getting for free. <laughs> so the that band, The Rise, who was on Fair, was also on tour, and the singer was like – of that band was like, oh, he's my boyfriend. And she was like, well, as long as you're fucking him. Uh, and so that's how I didn't have to pay for a show in New Hampshire. <laughs>
0: And that—that's why New Hampshire is such a great state.
1: Well, then the White Power Band or the White Power Band headlined. Uh,
0: that's true.
1: Um, but I think one of the other great things about that show was during Ray's breakdown moment at the end of the last song, uh, the the
0: <laughs> oh I forgot about this the
1: owner someone who worked at the venue while mid set walks up to Ray as he's on the ground and leans over and says, "If you break my mic, I'll fucking kill you." So it was happened?
0: Yeah. And I I like usually obviously when we were playing that part of the song, it's like usually you know, most of us didn't really know what we were doing. Like we were just, you know, losing our minds, whatever. But and there was very rare times where something would snap you back into reality, but that did. And it's like I looked at him like just like the biggest get the fuck off the stage look, and like he he was like, he got it. it, was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have bothered you during this part.
1: Maybe you're playing us like... Yeah. Could, well, Can we well, talk so about this later? They didn't, they didn't want to break, you didn't want you to break the mic because it would have to come out of the, the massive guarantee.
0: Oh, that's right. Our $3,000 guarantee for the
2: night. <laughs> so,
1: Yo, so was the, was the White Power Band after, were
2: they called Cleanse the Earth? Or did I don't remember. they, if they had a... Or did they play the song Cleanse the Earth two times? Because I remember there was a song on their set list that was twice written.
1: I believe they, I don't remember the name. I think the song was called Cleanse the Earth. Yeah, and it was on the list twice, right? Well, it's their hit single, you know, about <laughs> cleansing the earth. Or,
0: or they were filming a video for that song, so they had to play it twice. Uh.
1: I, I would go with the, the latter.
0: <laughs> the latter as opposed to the former.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: oh, that's, yep, that's just a little nugget of a great tour.
1: From my understanding, New Hampshire is a beautiful state, so I I apologize if I'm...
0: Yeah, if if any listeners of ours are from New Hampshire, we would like to hear from you on either our Twitter or Facebook to let us know that you apologize for the show that we had there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of on that same random note, Nick, you have you've always been a very uh, DIY person in the sense of like you're the, you're the type of guy that likes to figure shit out on his own. Like right. you you find a problem and you're like like I remember. On one tour we did, you brought a book of coding on the road. It was like this <laughs> fucking 700-page book, and you were like, I'm going to read this from front to back and know how to code. Um, or I, I can't remember if it was HTML or whatever. No, it was, it was,
2: it was Flash.
0: Flash, there you go. Um, so that just kind of a little snippet of who you are as a person. Um, and obviously that hasn't changed, even though you are in a successful band. And like, you know, on your most recent tour, it's like, you know, you were very hands on in regards to your lighting and you didn't bring a production person and stuff like that. Right. Um, what's been the most, like considering that you guys have obviously toured the world and you've toured with a lot of different bands that, you know, have a bunch of different shit going on. What's been the most ridiculous thing that you've seen another band do that you were just like, what are you do? Why are you wasting money on a person Uh, to squirt water guns out on the crowd for or like whatever some ridiculous thing what's the weirdest um, thing you've seen or i can't or or is it pretty much anytime you're like dude you don't need three guitar techs
2: (laughs) right 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 um i mean any example of that i could think of is just like fucking massive bands that like they're making so much money it's like that just is what it is you know what i mean sure cool um
0: now we can move on to sort of uh, I don't know TV movie type stuff. Um, what about yourself, Nick?
2: Uh, I pretty much only watch workaholics, Dexter, and football.
0: Okay, let's talk about Dexter.
1: And then let's yeah. talk about football. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, Joey or Scott, do you guys watch Dexter? Are you watching it at all?
1: Or yes, yeah. I think. We're, are you caught up, Scott? Yeah. All right. I think we're all.
0: I, I mean i'm I'm like I think I'm about two episodes behind, but oh cool, this uh, would be a
1: really good conversation. no, 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 whoa, hey, this is <laughs> no, no no
0: hey, this is a comment on this season. This isn't like I'm not talking about specifics of these episodes i this the show's bumming me out. come on, dude, how i they can't they can't continue this system. Of, <laughs> what else are they gonna do <laughs> right, well, that's the thing. it's like to me, this season was like the breaking point of whether or not I would continue to care about this show, and I just feel right. like it's like. I don't know. Like, honestly, the, to me, the most compelling character of this whole season so far is, uh, you know, well, I was going to say most deaf, but he's not referred to as that anymore, is most.
3: That's <laughs> really? bad news for you, Ray. I'll <laughs> leave it at that.
0: Yeah, I, and I knew, well, clearly, anybody that gets close to Dexter dies, so I knew that was coming. Um, it was just a matter of time, but... I, so, I mean, do you guys like, do you guys feel that way at all? Or are you guys just kind of watch it just because it's, I mean, it is fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't know how much, I I don't know if I
2: care. Well,
1: what's, what's your problem with it? it? Like how it's just every season there's a new villain and.
0: Yeah. And I just don't feel, I mean, and it's like. It's always
1: the
2: same kind of like basic blueprint, but for some reason I, every, like, I'm still totally sucked in every episode, even though it's, you know, stuff that's pretty much been done.
1: What, what what i like about this season is that it's starting off slow and i feel like it's just building and building and that the the last few episodes are going to be crazy yeah like i just i i think like even though it's the you know the same blueprint like the the doomsday killers like i think is are really cool um and i mean last last season was pretty different like well, last season was a continue like kind of like a continuation of the Trinity Killer, right? Yeah. And it was just like Dexter's kind of just dealing with.
2: But the it. format of that was different, even yeah, just with him having like a partner and uh, yeah. I mean, to me, that was maybe the best season. Like that, that's I, so intense at the end.
0: I liked, I liked the uh, the John Lithgow season was my personal favorite. Yeah,
2: probably, probably that one. But I um. mean,
0: yeah. So I. I don't like. I don't have anything that's inherently wrong with the show because, like you know, they have like you, everybody's saying they have the blueprint, they have an archetype, they have a narrative, and you know it's. But I just don't. I, I just it's not sustainable as far as I'm concerned. Where, I
1: I see what you're saying, Ray. Yeah. I would like in the show in the future to like I th- I th- would like for. It to be more about like Dexter and. Like his sister and like their relationship, and if she if she finds out or like
0: his 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 ex wife you mean
1: yeah exactly <laughs> but stuff like that like yeah i I want like the the villains to kind of be like a subplot to like dexter as a person, yeah, like that's i more you know want to know how dexter lives
0: yeah uh, the book like the books I've read three of the books and the books like i mean I mean, it's not even funny how different they are. Like, the first book matched the first season, but that was it. Um, and so it's, it's, and the books tend to hit more on Dexter as a human and obviously how he deals with everything. Um, oh. But yeah,
1: so. The, Ray, there's, a, there was, a, in the most recent episode, there's a uh, return character that's pretty cool that I think could, could be interesting. Okay. So,
0: anyways, okay. Joey and Nick, football.
1: Nick, who's. I'm not allowed to talk about
3: football.
1: No, you are. Sorry, Scott. I mean, you, <laughs> well, you
0: care about not a, You care about football just as much as I do. I think.
1: Nick, are you an Eagles fan? I am. Is that weird being from Southern California, or is it just being around it? No, like...
2: I think I think I didn't care about football until I moved until here. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's kind of what happened. And cool. Uh, I don't not hate the
1: Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like the Eagles. <laughs> there's teams I hate there's teams I hate. See the problem is living in Southern California, like I don't have a team. I'm not gonna root for the Chargers because right. I don't live in San Diego. And I'm definitely not gonna root for the Raiders. So wait, what is your team then? Uh, I just have teams I don't like more than
2: teams <laughs> you don't have like, you don't have teams you like, do
1: the, like. The teams I root for are the Titans, the Lions, and the Seahawks. Weird. And and once LA gets a team, unless it's right. the Raiders, then I will one hundred percent you know invest myself into them. But right. Until them, it's just rooting for the Patriots to lose and rooting for the Cowboys to lose. Yeah. And what,
0: what about what about Green Bay? Do you guys hate Green Bay?
1: How do you hate Green Bay?
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah.
1: Like you can't. I mean,
0: I like. I. I mean, from the very, very limited knowledge that I have about football, and partially just because my dad was a huge Green Bay fan, I, I like, like them.
1: There's no. There's nothing about Green Day, Green Bay that I mean Green I don't. <laughs> or Green Day. <laughs> Oh, like Green Bay is just—they're just all—they're just an all, like, they're so good. If there's anything you cannot like about them, it's just they're too good. Too good, sure. Um, I,
0: I would like to pat myself on the back because I am alive in one of my survival football leagues. I'm still alive, and it, it's like ten weeks into the football season or something.
1: Good for you. I know. One
0: strike. I've got one strike. It, it's me and three other people, and. I mean, I've had one strike for like five weeks, and I've just been fucking skating by. So I'm. If I win, grand, if I win, I'll be proud.
1: If you need any advice, just let me know. Because I, know. I'm, I'm, I was out of my league a long time. ago. I know.
0: So me, me, and you stepped out of our league together pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Nick, do you play fantasy football?
2: No, that shit's too
1: complicated. <laughs> it's pretty, it's
2: pretty fun. I, maybe I'll try it someday, but.
0: Yeah, you should, Nick. If you wanted to start with something easy, you just do survival football, like what I was saying. Where basically the idea is you pick one team each week to win, and
2: right.
0: you get two strikes or three strikes, depending on what league you're playing in. And then it's basically you can, pick,
1: you can pick any team, like any team, birth. but you can only pick them once. Like right. you can only pick the Packers to win once.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's okay. I was gonna say, don't you just like pick the most yeah. like, obvious
1: matchup like, every week? Pick yeah. Who, no. Pick whoever the Colts are playing.
2: Right. But yeah,
0: no, but that's the, and that's the concept where it's like, you know, do, you, is your strategy pick kind of subpar teams to skate by or do I guess you, you
2: got to keep it close at first yeah. to, to save your strikes to the end probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it's I mean, your are you top teams. teams to yeah. yeah.
0: Well, whatever. We'll, 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 talk off air. You should play it next year. It's I fun. will. Um, cool. Well, that's, uh, that's good. Joey, do you have anything, uh, you'd like to hit on television uh, or television movie wise?
1: Uh, television again. Just to repeat myself for who knows how many times. If you're not watching Community or Fringe, you're an <laughs> asshole. Dude, seriously,
0: this both of those shows, Joey. I, I mean, are fucking unbelievable.
1: Yeah, like the fact, like Community might make it another season. Like Fringe is going to get canceled. Like yeah. I and people are fucking stupid because they're not watching it. It's a, like it sucks. This,
0: um, yeah, this season they've just been a. It's such an unbelievable. Well, we've talked about it in previous episodes. Oh right? yeah,
1: I, I like I'm repeating myself, but yeah, I feel like people aren't listening. Our legions and legions of followers. I know. C- could you know just turn these shows around?
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: To yeah, do they, it, people.
0: And the, the Halloween episode for Community was unbelievable.
1: Dude, the uh, the episode where at Troy and Abed's apartment <laughs> maybe is the greatest episode of television I've ever seen
0: every it, every season of Community... wait that's a, that's a new season yeah
1: yeah
2: okay i don't I haven't seen any of the new season yet, but
0: it's yeah it's super... it beats
2: the the modern warfare episode
1: yeah dude this when the, it's which episode is it it's uh they, they, there's a housewarming party at Troy and Abed's apartment. i believe it's episode four of this okay. season
2: I'll have to check that um, out then.
1: and there's it's it's unbelievable um it's just it's so smart. Like, everything that happens in it. Very true. Um, Speaking of Modern Warfare... (laughs) Scott, are you just going to interrupt me when I'm in the middle of my part? You had your time. (laughs) Not like like you've played Modern Warfare either, Scott. It came out today. It's true.
0: I haven't got my copy. Nick,
2: did you get get yours, Nick? Uh, I'm not going to do it.
0: Yeah. I I think I...
2: I suck at those games bad enough that it's not fun to play.
0: I'm gonna wait until I have more time to play, which is not happening in the foreseeable future. So,
1: just get baby Ray into it.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, he he likes watching me play NBA 2K12, which is what I'm playing right now. Which ah, oh, is-
2: dude, is that good?
0: Holy fucking shit! That's all I have to say. It's- wait, what
2: do you what what system do you have it on?
0: Uh, Xbox. Nice.
2: All right, I might go get that, and then can we can we head to head? Oh,
0: at dude, some point? for sure. It's honestly, I mean, it basically fills the hole that I have for basketball currently.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ray, I'm hearing rumors that basketball is going to be canceled the that, whole season.
0: That, they have to, it's like next Wednesday they have to know. Ugh. Yeah, ugh, it's terrible.
1: But Who have you I been did, talking to, you, Joey? Uh, David Stern. David Stern, yeah. Okay. Um, I did go to a Kings game the other night, and it's my first Kings game since 1992, <laughs> and it was awesome. I want to go to as many hockey games as I can now. Yeah. It was so much fun. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Movie, real quick, I weirdly haven't been to the movies, aside from Paranormal Activity 3, in a very long time, so I don't have a current movie that I would recommend, but uh, the 15th anniversary of The Frighteners came out on Blu-ray, and I would like to recommend people to watch that movie. Um, It's Peter Jackson directed it, Um, Michael J. Fox is in it, and it's he can see ghosts and haunt have them haunt people's houses so he can make money.
0: It's so uh, it's such a weird movie because it's funny yet super scary.
1: Yeah. It's it's so good and I think just was completely under the radar when it came out. And now it seemed to have this like cult following. And people are like, you know, paying attention now, but it's it's great. It's it's such a good movie and Michael J. Fox is the coolest. Oh, weird. The last episode I talked about a Michael J. Fox movie also.
0: Yeah. You I'm just... going to
1: talk about Doc Hollywood next episode. <laughs> Good, and
0: then Family Ties. Oh, one one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. Uh, you talk about Cheers.
1: <laughs> Cheers is up there, and the classic Show. Yes. Can we what? talk about Bored to Death? Sure. You... sure. I haven't
3: watched it, but go for it. All right. No, I don't think anyone's watched it. it won't be fun then.
0: No, <laughs> I've only watched the first two episodes, and it, it's funny. But I know it's your favorite show on television currently. But... By a mile. Which is pretty. We're... Which is pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, I don't get excited about a lot of things, but
0: yep, Her- heroin and toward to death.
1: Hero what? I don't heroin, know. the drug, Scott. You know, <laughs> the needle in your arm. Oh,
0: uh, um, the only thing I only wanted to hit on three things: two TV shows and one movie. Um, is anybody else watching American Horror Story?
1: No, I heard it's terrible and it looks stupid.
0: No, <laughs> no. I disagree with those sentiments. Um, I mean, it's, it's a very... It's super unsettling. Like, I can't even believe... Like, watch the first episode, and if you, d- if you don't like that, then you know that you won't like the rest of the show. Um, it's just... I can't believe they get certain things on television. I mean, it's like on basic cable, and they're, t- they're talking about retarded kids as mongoloids and masturbation scenes, and, like, I, I just can't even believe it's on television. FX
1: um, has always been pretty... Risque, though. Yeah,
0: and it's, but I mean, it it pushes boundaries that I didn't think should ever be pushed in the first place. Like, um, yeah.
1: Here's here's my problem with that show. Granted, I've never seen it. Okay. Every, every single commercial, <laughs> every single commercial looks like a music video where it's just like, here's something happening. Oh, here's something happening. But like, it, it doesn't seem like there's a story at all. It's just images. There, it looks like a Nine Inch Nails video. Sure. No,
0: no, I that. It's the show is relentless in that fashion. Like, basically, there's never any like breath. You can't really like, oh, take a breather. Like, this is you know the moment where you get to relax on the show. It, you're constantly pounded with you know disturbing image after disturbing image. So, um, I could tell. I, I agree. The show is not for everybody, but um, it, it. I really really like it. It's hitting a lot of cool stuff that I don't think has been hit on television for a while.
1: Cool. Um, I hope the other show that you want to talk about is a show that I want to talk about too.
0: The walking dead. Yeah. Uh, that, that has returned and it's, uh, I mean, it's starting off super slow. I could tell. Um, and they're really, really focusing on developing these characters in ways that they haven't the first season. Um, but, I mean, I, I have faith that this sh- – I mean, the show doesn't need to worry about ratings anymore, so they know they're going to be around for at least another two or three seasons.
1: So then stop making every episode so fucking boring. <sighs> this this season sucks. I don't give a fuck about that stupid kid, and I wish he would have died immediately so they wouldn't sit at this house for three episodes. <laughs> it's so boring. Every episode is painful.
0: Yeah, I, I – I- I- i can i can i can't disagree with you i'm I guess I'm willing to look past these things because i whatever i just have I have a lot of hope where they can take the show and like i said if they put if they seriously take like three percent of where the graphic novels take like if they just put them in the same settings it's the show's going to be incredible
1: i what I'm scared about is the because fir- the season's going to be broken up into two parts, and the first half of it Frank Darabont was still, like, he, sh- like, shaped the first half of the season, and then he was fired or left or whatever the case may be. And if it's this boring now, and he's involved, I'm really scared that the second half is just going to turn to shit. Yeah. Like, well, the problem is, is, like, I'm stuck in the same thing as, like, it was, like, season two of True Blood. where well, that show was terrible. That show's yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every week I would be like, well, time to watch True Blood. And, like, I feel like it's a chore. Like, and I don't watch True Blood anymore. I have finally have grown up and not watched that bullshit. But this, like, every episode of The Walking Dead ends and I'm just like, oh, thank God. And it's like, next Sunday I'm going to sit there and, you know, I'm going to watch it.
0: Yeah. It's, no, I, I mean, every, everybody obviously has to have their breaking point of like, you know what? I just don't enjoy this anymore. You got to take, you got to cut your losses. Yeah. my I guess my tolerance for zombies is much larger than yours.
1: <laughs> but there's not even zombies in it. Although, this last this last episode had one zombie.
0: I haven't watched this most recent one, so.
1: Come on, Ray! What are you doing? Stop having a kid.
0: I know. It's, it's <laughs> more important things like television. That's very true. Uh, any up,
3: Ray, any updates on Ray's regrets?
0: Uh, Ray's regrets? No, I mean, kid's over six months old now. Uh, he's.
1: Is he talking yet, Ray? <clears throat> is
0: he, yeah, he started. See school. Yeah, well, he started signing in French to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. It is impressive. But uh no, no regrets. I mean, he uh he's not sleeping as much anymore, which sucks, but I just, you know, kind of put a pillow over his face and tell him to be quiet. Is, is, is it, <laughs> could you just give him
1: coke all day long? Not coke the drug, but as in Coca-Cola classic.
0: No, we started to we start we started to feed him actual uh things besides breast milk. Um, like rice cereal and it's so like the concept of never tasting anything before obviously is so foreign to us, but it's fucking hilarious because you put – I mean rice cereal is like the most bland food ever. You put it in his mouth and he like acts like it's, you know, like some dis- like poison. He's like, oh my god, what is this? And it's like, dude, it's rice cereal. Like,
1: like hey, you stupid kid, it's rice cereal. Yeah,
0: it's just – I don't know. It's just so funny. Like the, the concepts that you have to wrap your head around where it's like, oh yeah, that's right. He's never tasted anything but this before. Um, yeah, it's funny. So, yeah, no regrets.
1: Good. That's probably a good thing.
0: Yes. And on that note, the movie I want to talk about very quickly is a movie called The Other F Word. It's a documentary on um, punk rock fathers. Uh, basically, it, it, it centers specifically around Jim Lindbergh, the vocalist of uh, Pennywise um ex, it, ex vocalist right ex, ex sorry vocalist. Ex, ex vocalist of the of pennywise and current vocalist of the black pacific um, and then also it, it brings in like Lars Fredrickson from Rancid Fat Mike from No Effects Tim from Rise Against so it has like a bunch of different dudes that you know have kids that are in punk bands and uh, it's really entertaining i mean there's there's points in the movie where it like really loses its focus and kind of tries to be like an oral history of punk and you're like if you're already going to see this movie, you're probably already aware that punk started in the late 70s and these bands were important. Um, so that that's that was the only part where it was kind of boring, but everything else was pretty interesting just because it's like you see these dudes who it's like, you know, Lars Fredrickson has tattoos on his face and he goes to a playground with his kids and everybody else leaves because they're like, whoa, fucking creepy punk dude. <laughs> My kids can't be around this guy. Um, so it's a very, regardless of if you have kids or not, it's just the idea of being sort of a different figure than what your parents were and kind of where that leads you. So a very interesting look at fatherhood families and all that type of stuff. So I recommend that to everybody. Cool. Yes. Um, and Nick, we had a few questions for you if you're uh, willing to stick around for a little bit longer. Sure. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <coughs> what, what sort of, Okay, well, first question. Clearly, uh, the main reason that a lot of people obviously initially paid attention to Circus Survive was because Anthony Green was fronting the band. <laughs>
1: what? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I know.
0: Weird, right? Um, so, I mean, I, and obviously everybody... I think that's still the case. Right. And so... <laughs> I mean and do you like do you think it works so well because the rest of the guys I mean you know all the rest of you guys in the band have very similar personalities and the fact that you know there there isn't this jockeying for a position where it's like oh I need to be like right. out in front do you th- like do you think it works so well because of that or
2: it it must i mean i don't know i i never really thought about it yeah I mean, because there,
0: there wasn't obviously an explicit conversation at the beginning of the band where it's just like, all right, well, clearly the spotlight's going to be on Anthony and the rest of us have to get used to the back seat.
2: Right. No, I mean, I, I think that none of us, including Anthony, really, like, want that specifically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're just trying to do our thing. Like, no one's, like, fucking got stars in their eyes or anything like that. Sure.
0: Um what's uh if you notice or what's what's one misconception that you think people have either about your band specifically or a band from like a career perspective cuz clearly at this point circus survive like all the members are living off of the band now um mm-hmm. so what what misconception do you think that people whether it's like your fans or whether it's like you know just kind of music fans in general have either specifically towards your band or from an overall perspective of just like being in a band
2: um you mean in a sense of as a career band like you were saying earlier
0: yeah or if there if there's misconceptions that you think your fans have about the band where it's like you know i, I can't think of one but you know if specifically you notice certain things that the way your fans interact with you where it's just like well i don't know why you guys think that way this is that's not the case Right. or or like i said or like you said specifically a career minded thing
2: right well I, I think that uh one of the biggest ones is like a label's influence on a band you know what i mean like there yeah. there's just always like i'm sh- i'm sure it's been the case for certain bands but uh like we've never really experienced that where in, in in all spec all aspects of the band, like you know, um, a lot of people think that what label a band is on has like a huge influence um, on like who they tour with and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've just had several conversations with kids that are just like, "Oh, you guys are on Atlantic now. Oh, so you can tour with you can only tour with these bands." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Just things like that or, or just, you know, the whole cliche like, uh, you know, music control and stuff like that. And I, I know that's the case for certain bands, but mm-hmm. it the label like literally for, for us had so little to do with all that stuff that I think most people would be surprised, you know, they're they're literally kind of a bank for the band, you know what I mean?
0: Right, like, do you, like they're basically a vehicle for
2: exactly. Like they they supply the money that we need to produce what we what we do, and uh, every I mean, Equal Vision and Atlantic has been like that. Like, there there really isn't this whole crazy like, you know, right. third party Big. shit going.
0: Big, big brother is telling you what you guys need to do and Anthony should change the way he cuts his hair and that type of stuff. I mean,
2: obviously they're, they're suggesting, uh, ideas for as far as like, uh, what, like videos to make, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we should do a video for the song or we should run this ad campaign or, you know what I mean? Like Uh they're obviously doing those kinds of jobs, but as far as everything else goes, touring and that kind of stuff, like, Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that makes that makes sense uh, do you do you think people have the perception like of a rock band to you guys as well where it's just like dude you guys must get fucking crazy and like yeah. you know does does that happen to you guys as well or no
2: yeah i mean at least once a day while i'm um just h- hanging out like after the show or whatever a kid will come up to me and just be like hey let's go uh it's like, you want to smoke? It's like, no. And it's like, oh, why not? It's like, I don't. What? You don't smoke? How do you live? It's like,
0: I don't, I don't know. You're like, I don't know. I must not be living.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: um. And do you find, I mean, now, obviously, since you've had an experience, like, you with both a major and an independent label, um, you know, do you do you find yourself kind of you know wishing for one or the other, or wishing for kind of a combination of both? Um, since you guys have you know been able to experience both sides of the spectrum.
2: Um. Yeah, it's it's not really like I said before that they they really didn't uh, as far as like how we felt um, as a band it really didn't feel very different, you know what I mean? Like, besides just the the amount of money that they put into things, is that's, like, really the biggest difference. Like, um, everything else from our viewpoint really kind of felt the same. And uh, I personally didn't have much of a preference. Um, they,
0: they just supplied you with the cocaine you asked for, and that was kind of it.
2: <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think that... Uh, the way that um shit's going now like it just seems like more more and more bands are just going to start doing things independently and um i think that that's probably the future or at least like through different um distribution deals and stuff like that but sure i don't know
0: um and then do do you feel like just because the band is now going on how how many years have you guys been together now uh i think eight yeah um do you feel that your expectations have changed over time where it's like you know you might have and not even so much due to the fact that like you guys had like you said stars in your eyes as far as like where you wanted the band to potentially go but um you know do you feel like the expectations have changed over time where it's like you know at one time we were like all right let's be a top 40 band because that is like what what could have been fed to us at the time or like what the sort of goal was um or you know how do, how do you feel like that's changed within the band
2: um i mean I, I just remember from day one the goal was to to be able to live off the band and uh I mean, we pretty much just did that from day one, but it was just different. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it was way more <laughs> yeah like we I mean we just committed to the idea like as soon as the band started, everyone's like, this is all we're gonna do, and you know the difference being back then it was like uh just more fucking shady and you know
0: more more s- more topper ramen meals <laughs> Lots yeah of exactly butter and
2: jelly or just like uh i mean when we wrote when we did the first record, we like. Anthony would just like I'm probably throwing him under the bus right now, but he he would like go to different grocery stores and just literally fill bags and just walk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he did that almost every day. Oh that's and amazing. That's how we ate, but um yeah, I don't know. So we just kinda committed to that idea and it's still that's pretty much the goal. And the only difference is now there's kids involved and there's wives and there's homes. So the stakes are just way higher, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, so, we actually have to produce now. Like, as before, it was like, well, it doesn't really matter, you know, it can't get any lower than this.
0: Right, well, right. Well, it,
2: it could, but... Sure, sure. Know. So, now, it, it just feels more like a life job now, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, no, no, I told totally you. Not, not in a bad way, just, you know, sure. you have to... Uh, you
0: know, you have to be you have to be mindful of what it is that the band entails. Now, it's not just you know exactly. You're it's not just, you're not just worried so about yourself.
2: Alone. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, then yes. to to end things on sort of a you know positive note, <laughs> um, the I we always like to ask our guests like kind of a,
3: a moment. I have a I have a question, right?
0: Okay, go for it.
3: How How are the uh, the new Taken EP? How's that coming along?
0: <laughs> we we still have one song. That's
2: pretty much it. Oh yeah, sorry.
3: <laughs> not not well, the news I was looking for.
2: Yeah. Well, the last I talked to uh, Eric, he like actually got together with Troy, and they were like actually recording something. I don't know if they finished anything, but
1: yeah. Uh, the last question we always ask is um, about dick size. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, no. Rig. How big? <laughs> big Do you say how big is your rig? <laughs> Dude. Uh, I'm uh, No, normally the last question is just, like, you know, seeing what you've done or, you know, seeing what you've seen and done what you've, you know, the guys have done. Is there something that stands out as just kind of like a, a holy shit moment? Like, how did this happen? Like, whether it's playing in front of, you know, 20,000 people or, you know, uh, meet, meeting the president. Just something right. that just stands out as, like, a...
2: Yeah, yeah. I think... Pro...
1: Fuck, I don't know. I mean, you can just tell us how big your dick is if you want instead.
2: No, no, that's cool. No, <laughs> pro- probably um, just the last record being number 11 on Billboard. That was probably it. Was just that's, like,
1: yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> even, it though it, even though it only equates to like two records anymore, but <laughs> hey, still, I'll, I'll, it's I'll one more it. record than uh, number 12, so. Well, and
0: it doesn't, it doesn't beat how high Taken charted as well.
2: True. But
0: you know, that was when, uh, double charts didn't exist. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Yeah, it was fun. We appreciate the, uh, insight and all the randomness that you have provided.
2: Mm.